are joined with reporter Roger Susanna from our station at WFSB out of Hartford, Connecticut. So good to see you, Roger. Great to be with you, Jessica. We have a crazy day of news here in Connecticut, which I feel like every time we talk, there's always a lot of stuff that's popping off here in Connecticut. I know. It seems and today <laughs> is. Uh, is <laughs> Y'all well, always have something going on. To begin Jessica, but we've got breaking news. We've got political stuff. What do you, you're, you're in charge. Where do you want me to go first? Okay, I, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's first start with breaking news because I know the primary elections, um, some big stories there, of course, that are making national news. Um, so we'll get that. We'll get to that momentarily. But let's go with this breaking news because you know we were just checking out some of the video that you were sharing with me. Oh my gosh, crazy! Tell us what's happening. Yeah, it's pretty wild, and I encourage anybody to go to our website right now, WFSB.com, and if we can play that video. Yeah, let's play it. You actually see police officers, is coming up on your screen right now, you're going to see that they actually are responding to this major scene. Look at them. They're hopping off of a transport boat onto a moving oh my ferry boat and running with guns drawn. So this is happening, if your viewers are familiar. Block Island is a very popular destination for vacation okay and is so there's the only way to get to block island is by boat and so there's a, a ferry boat that takes people to and from block island which is in rhode island so apparently late last night a fight broke out a large fight broke out on one of these ferry boats and according to eyewitnesses Multiple people were injured. You can see with the video right now that uh, we can show you that uh, several ambulances were seen. Yeah, this was a this massive scene, extremely active. State police in Rhode Island are running things right now. They're the lead agency, but five different law enforcement agencies at least are playing a role in this. The Coast Guard is investigating. Police are not telling us exactly what happened yet. However, again, Eyewitnesses say a big fight started, and they say the boat was absolutely packed because there was apparently a reggae festival oh. there yesterday. Packed. A huge fight started. Eyewitnesses say multiple people were injured. Police boarded the boat, the ferry, as it was moving, as you can see in that video, and then they, they ran onto the scene, guns drawn. This happened, for viewers that are familiar with New England, in the Port Judith section of narragansett rhode island that's where the boat is docked now but again it actually happened the investigation itself happened on the boat and it started as it was moving so just a crazy situation yeah that's crazy and i'm gonna bring it back to, for, for our viewers yeah. who are just joining us uh, or if you're listening on our podcast holy cow um we are seeing uh, police officers literally or law enforcement jump um as the as it's moving and it looks like a, they're they're moving along pretty quickly there yeah, they, they hop right on the boat. I mean, it's dramatic video. They leap onto the wow. boat. Talk about being, as it's moving, two moving boats. You know, the one that they're jumping from, the transport boat is moving. The ferry boat is moving too. And they jump from one boat to the, the other, almost like something you'd see out of a movie. <laughs> it then, really was. <laughs> and then they, you know, they're, they're running around. Can you imagine for the folks that were on this boat, first you witness apparently a large-scale fight where there might be injuries. And then you see police board the boat and, you know, run right through so here's the interesting thing jessica though state police say they are going to have an update at some point tuesday morning on this so as soon as we learn new information we're going to share it on wfsb.com the channel 3 app and 
it's going to be, of course, all over local news live uh, for all of your viewers and listeners to the podcast. So, but if you're listening to this podcast, you might want to check those sites right now because that update could come at any moment. And so we're all kind of anxiously awaiting more information for, from state police. It's interesting. Initially, Narragansett Police, a local police department mm-hmm. in Rhode Island, was in charge of this investigation. And then they ceded control to the Rhode Island State Police, which might explain a little bit why there was a delay in some of the information getting out, because initially it was one department and now, frankly, a bigger agency is, is taking control of things. But again, the Coast Guard was involved, Rhode Island State Police. Wow. We saw a bunch of officers boarding the boat and going through it, apparently sifting through evidence. So this is a major developing story that we're that we're tracking here in New England for sure. Yeah, and so uh, obviously details extremely limited, uh, but you were, you know, we could see a packed boat um, that uh, law enforcement officials were jumping on too, and you said uh, possibly a reggae party there. Any indication of about how many people were actually on that boat? Or ferry? So they, Should I say ferry? Exactly. I know normally that boat can carry hundreds of people okay. on it, and I don't know they were on, but I can tell you from eyewitnesses, they tell us that the boat was essentially packed mm. because there was this big reggae festival apparently yesterday. So everybody was having fun, having a great night. Yeah. They get on the boat to go home, to go to the mainland, and then this happens. Wow. And I would again tell us that basically this big fight started between two groups of people, and the eyewitnesses are the ones that are telling us right now that multiple people were injured. And again, in that video we can see that there were several ambulances rushing from the scene, which mm-hmm. would seem to confirm that information. But we do want to add that, again, we're still waiting for official word on that from state police. Oh, a lot to get into this morning. That was the breaking news uh, you were covering early Tuesday morning. Uh, but also another huge story happening in Connecticut today. We're talking all about elections. And I, I know you well enough, Roger. You love a good political fight, don't you? I can see it all over I you. Do. <laughs> I do. And, you know, for a split second, I was thinking, oh, you know, the one thing that goes against my instinct. I'm always usually the one on here saying, hey, the Connecticut stories impact the entire country. But today I was almost like, oh, this is a local election. And then a light bulb went off. And it's like, Roger, duh. The Senate... <laughs> Connecticut is going to be huge because we all know how tightly contested the U.S. Senate is. So yeah, this is huge. It really is. So today, where or, or I should say this week on Tuesday, the action really is in the Republican primary for U.S. Senate. And the reason why is the Democrat is the incumbent, okay. Richard Blumenthal, a well-known long-term U.S. Senator from here mm-hmm. in Connecticut. There are three people vying to take him on. Uh, and the perceived front runner is a woman named Themis Claridis, and she is thought to be a relatively moderate Republican. She is a former minority leader of the State House of Representatives. She has expressed viewpoints that are considered moderate or even liberal on some topics like abortion on gun rights. So because of that, some of the other challenges are really attacking her including Leora Levy, who is a a businesswoman who made a lot of money on Wall Street, and she is endorsed by former President Donald Trump. Ah, interesting. The endorsement. How that will play into the race is anybody's guess. And there's another candidate running as a Republican, Peter Lumage, who is considered more of your tried-and-true old-school conservative. Most people believe, most experts believe, it's going to come down to the two women in this race. Mm-hmm. Again, Demis Clark, who's a longtime political 
uh, person and an elected leader in Connecticut. She's not, she does not serve in office right now, but she's a former minority leader of the State House of Representatives. Again, she's thought of as relatively moderate. Some would say she might do better in a general election contest against a Democrat. Okay. Then Leora Levy, again, she has Trump's endorsement, which could play a key role in the primary, although Themis Claritas would argue, hey, she will not play well if she beats me and gets to the general election. Blumenthal is just going to win. Most people think Richard Blumenthal is the favorite to keep his seat. Mm -hmm. But, hey, we all know in politics, you, you just never know. It's not over until it's over. So that is a race. If you are really into politics, track that race tonight coming out of Connecticut. Yeah, Emma Clarinus, Leora Levy, Peter Lumage. Pay attention to those three names because it could shape what we're talking about in November at the national level. That's right. I mean, this is a, a huge political stage here happening in Connecticut. The showdown is happening in that state tonight. We're going to learn more about that. And, you know, it's really interesting. I have to bring it up. Um, I wonder, number one, how uh, Trump's backing for that particular candidate um, will play out in the state of Connecticut today following the FBI raid that happened at former President Donald Trump's home in Florida this week. Uh, are you hearing anything? Are any uh, political experts or analysts speaking out about that just yet, Roger? Well, they are. And, you know, it's fascinating. Some believe that in the primary, again, Republican versus Republican, mm -hmm. it may help the candidate who is endorsed by Trump, Leora oh. Levy. Okay. But there's some thought that perhaps, especially because Connecticut's a relatively liberal state, there is some thought that it could actually hurt the Republican in the general election, but not in the primary. So it'll be interesting. But you know what's fascinating, Jessica? So a few days ago... No, actually, President I don't. Trump, Please tell me. I can't wait for this. <laughs> a, a few days ago, President Trump endorsed uh, Leora Levy. Uh -huh. So then we, of course, in the media, we went to Themis Claritas and said, what do you think about that? Well, guess what she said? She goes, well, you know what? I actually have the endorsement from some people who have actually won races in Connecticut, unlike Donald Trump. So she kind of <laughs> ready with her uh, rebuttal, and she was sort of like, hey, I'm not hemming and hawing trying to get Donald Trump's vote or support. I got my own people. So that is interesting, and it's a signal that in Connecticut, because, again, it's a relatively liberal state, mm -hmm. and for the most part, the Republicans that do well are more moderate Republicans, at least at the state level. So perhaps in Connecticut... Uh, this, the Trump endorsement might not be that useful, but it might be useful in the primary. Very so interesting. I can't wait to see how this plays out. Also, yeah. I have to. We have to talk about this. I'm curious to know um, how do you think voter turnout is going to be today on Tuesday for, uh, for the primary election? Well, you know, we asked the Secretary of the State that very question mm -hmm. throughout the week, and generally, unfortunately, nationwide, we see the same thing that during a primary, of course, especially in a non-presidential election year, voter turnout is relatively low. But we do have some interesting races. But one thing that could impact voter turnout is the weather here in Connecticut. It's not raining, but it oh. is extremely hot. Still? Y'all are so still dealing with those hot temperatures? Yes, we had <sighs> a slight break. So we had one heat wave mm -hmm. uh, that we talked about weeks ago. Then it cooled off for a couple of days. Now we've had six straight days of temperatures above 90 degrees. Wow. In a primary election, typically the electorate skews just a little bit older, mm -hmm. senior citizens in full force, and there is some thought that maybe, because it's so darn hot, some older Connecticut residents in particular may stay home. We'll Good see point. if that actually 
um, happens. But I also the other thing that could impact voter turnout in Connecticut, make it relatively low. Connecticut's not an open primary state, so in other words, if you're not a registered Democrat or a registered Republican, you can't vote. Okay. So that also will keep it relatively low because certainly we have a lot of people that are either not registered to a political party or maybe yeah. they're registered to independent party or maybe they're registered to any third party. If you're not registered as a Democrat or a Republican, you can't vote. Now, some people, we've heard reports of people registering for a party just so that they could vote in a primary or even changing their party, but that ship has sailed. So for today, uh, you either have an R next to your name or a D next to your name or you're not voting. Gotcha. And so I am curious, is there anything uh, anything special on the ballot today? Um, you know, in other states we've seen during the primary, maybe um, a marijuana initiative or something dealing uh, with abortion rights. Is there anything else on the ballot? You know, we don't have any big referendums okay. today. But the one thing that is interesting is we've talked so much lately about election security mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Some people say whether it's a significant issue. Some people say it's not. It's being overblown. So we have the secretary of the state election today or the primary today. Oh. And most people think that a Democrat will win that. And so we have two pretty well-known Democrats facing off in that category. Now, the interesting thing in that race is going to be the fact that, you know, you watch all these ads right now and they're all talking about election security because the secretary of the state in Connecticut mm -hmm. They run elections. They're in charge of uh, yeah. overseeing elections. In Connecticut, other parts of the country talk a lot about election security, of course. In Connecticut, one of the big talking points that these candidates have is, hey, we're not going to let anybody come and go after your voting uh, rights, yeah. which some would say are blown on the other side. But um, So that's been a big talking point. And then the big talking point in just about every single political ad here in Connecticut, Jessica, is abortion. Yeah. And a, a Wait, because in Connecticut anyway, uh, overturning Roe v. Wade at the national level was not popular with the majority of people in Connecticut. So what you're seeing happening is um, Democrats are trying to point at Republicans and saying, they're, hey, if these people get elected, they're going to come and they're going to take um, uh, abortion access. Connecticut does have a, you know, we've codified um, abortion access at the state level. Mm -hmm. um, so theory that's protected but the argument is uh hey if you bring in all these republicans who knows what will happen look what's happening at the federal level and then the other thing is of course with the senate race um they're they're arguing if you elect a republican uh there's no chance that that we would we'd codify uh, roe v wade as a, as a federally protected thing so there's a lot in the political stew going on right now definitely in so and you know those political yes. ads they really pack a punch don't they Oh my goodness! Some of them, I can't, they're always like, "He's not one of us. He's not one of us." Sometimes they scare me. Are you talking about me? Oh, okay. They uh, are, and then they find the worst possible um, picture, you know, of the candidate. You know, making like, a horrible you know, face. You know, <laughs> we're gonna find the worst, like picking their nose or something. It'll be like, Teddy. I mean, those. <laughs> <laughs> Those campaign ads, they are out for blood. That is no lie there. 
Well, man, that's a lot going on. And, you know, I am curious. Um, so I know in different parts of our country, um, obviously different elected positions um, kind of, you know, unfortunately mean more to residents. Uh, you know, it should all be equal, really, because they all play, of course, an important part in each and every single state. But I know um, kind of down south, Secretary of State, it is a big position. I mean, that elected position, everyone knows who the Secretary of State is. Uh, they are very fond, most people, of uh, who is elected. And uh, that person just really well known. However, in the Midwest, I'm finding out um, the Secretary of State, not a really well known elected official. What about in Connecticut? Yeah, you know, in Connecticut, I would say the Secretary of the State typically has always been a pretty popular figure okay. because in the past, I would say the sanctity of elections mm -hmm. was not considered controversial issue. So basically, as long as the elections ran smoothly and as long as there weren't insane lines to vote, the Secretary of the State really did not get criticized. And in Connecticut, by the way, yeah, we always got to teach the new reporters here at Channel 3, it's Secretary of the State. You got oh. it? It's not Secretary of State, Secretary of the State. We're very fancy here in Connecticut. We, did you just teach me something too this morning? I love this. <laughs> but no, but other states, yes, the states you're talking about, other states I have worked, it's uh -huh. been Secretary of State. Yeah. Connecticut, Throw that in there, Secretary of the State. Interesting. Um, yeah. So, like, the acronym was SOTS instead of SOS or whatever. Huh. But uh, so in the past, it has not been a really contentious situation. But now there's a lot more heat on that position and a lot more attention. Now, I suppose the positive, if you want to run for Secretary of the State, maybe it's a, it's a position now that is in the news more. So you get True. more attention if you run as secretary of state and win and you and you're thought to do a good job yeah we have two women uh are the perceived front runners for that position one who's a longtime state representative and another who has a very interesting background she's actually the chairwoman and the commissioner of the department of health in new haven which is okay. a big city in Connecticut, of course where yale is and and uh, all that kind of right stuff. other big race that we're watching uh today in connecticut so yeah i'm telling you Throw a log on the fire, yeah. even though it's and sit back, relax. Maybe yeah, throw an ice cube on the on the freezer or something, and and watch the Connecticut race tonight because oh, it should be really yeah. It's going to be interesting. I can't wait. You know, it was not on my radar. It definitely is now. I can't wait to see what happens. And of course, you can rely on WFSB um, for all the information as it comes in. All right. We're, we're moving on. We're talking about something fun here. I don't really know too much about this, uh, so I'm with all of you viewers there at home. Roger's going to have to explain this to us. We're talking about a napping dog, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> okay. A napping dog. Oh, don't they always nap? <laughs> so this is the napping dog where the dog was taken from a car. So it sounds, I don't want to scare anybody. This story has a happy ending. Okay. This is, but this bad kind of dog napping. So this <laughs> is the deal where, I told you Jessica, it's been crazy hot here in Connecticut. So this really lovely couple, they went to the local Dunkin' Donuts, which here in mm -hmm. New England, I don't know uh, how many Dunkin' Donuts you have around here. In New England, there's basically Dunkin' Donuts like across the street from each other. There's, They're there's like everywhere. Design, you know. <laughs> exactly. Okay. But so this, this really lovely couple, they went to a Dunkin' Donuts uh, in East Haven, Connecticut, right uh -huh. near New Haven on the Connecticut store line. And they were in the store. They they left their two beautiful beagle pups, who I got to tell you their names, Rascal Flats and Darius Rucker, which I just <laughs> love. Like, okay, they don't say oh, the whole name, do they? That's a little... Uh, I think they do oh, when they're mad. Like when Rascal Flats is chewing a slipper, it's like, Rascal Flats, <laughs> Darius Rucker. You know, like mom yells at you and she says your full name. Um, 
my mom would be like, Roger John. I'm like, oh, no, I'm in trouble. Roger John. But anyway, <laughs> back to these verbal dogs. And by the way, go check out the video, WFSB.com, Channel 3 app. You're going to love it. Okay. So they leave um, the dogs in the car with the AC running, mm-hmm. car on, and they go into Dunkin' Donuts for 45 seconds, and somebody steals their car in less no. than 45 seconds. So it's a really scary situation. Fortunately, somebody saw it happen and followed the car. <laughs> Talk about a good Great Samaritan. Great Samaritan. The dogs were completely unharmed. But you know what's really cool about this couple? They knew they made a mistake, but they also knew and they know that it's a mistake that a lot of people make, right? It's a million degrees out. You yeah. think, okay, I'm running in 35 seconds. I got the AC on, so the dogs are totally cool. And the couple said, look, don't do what we did. We, we made a, a mistake. Thank God the dogs are all right. They were so sweet, Jessica. They were like, we didn't even care about the car. We just wanted our dogs back. They're beagle pups. They're really cute. And uh, so it was a great emotional family reunion. It'll, it'll kind of touch your heart, and uh, you'll, you'll enjoy watching the story. But again, uh, it ends up being a story with a happy ending. But it's just a reminder, no matter where you live, I know we talk about it a lot, but you can't even uh, leave your car running for 30 seconds because you never know. That is uh, wild. Those poor pups, they probably didn't know what was going on. And we have the surveillance video, so you literally see. Guy walks right out. He's true. I mean, he's literally play this right now. I wish I could play this for our viewers right now, but this is their tease that they need to go to WFSB to see the full, full length video. You got, you know, the surveillance video is interesting to see, but what you're really going to want to see are those dogs. They're, again, beagle uh, pups, and I keep finding an excuse to say their names. Rascal <laughs> Flat, Darius Rucker. Rascal I mean, Flats and Darius that. Rucker. You know, I feel like Darius Rucker, I feel like he is a nice person. Um, I don't know why I feel that way, but I do. And I feel like, Roger, if you were to tweet um, a picture of Darius Rucker um, and include Darius Rucker, I feel like he would retweet you. <laughs> And, you know, I don't mean to pat myself on the back, but I'll do it. I have met Darius Rucker. Look at you. I know. So I feel like I could play the, the, the card that we're old friends. Darius! I think you Rodney. should. <laughs> Why not? Do you think he would, like, he obviously wouldn't really remember me because it's been a million years, but I feel like he would have to pretend that he did. You know, he'd have to he be would, like, oh, He would yeah. totally remember you. I have no doubt. Where did you see him? Where did you meet him? Was he in Connecticut? I interviewed him. No, this was back. I used to work in Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay. This is actually a crazy story. I, I don't want to bore your viewers, but <laughs> I won't bore So I interviewed Darius Rucker, right? The very next day, I, so I was in Little Rock, Arkansas. The next day, I was in Nashville, Tennessee for a job interview. And guess <laughs> who showed up? Okay, that's hilarious. Yes, Rucker. So get this. So he walks in, and he lives in Nashville, at least part of the year. Okay. And he was promoting. Or something that's why he was doing this media tour. He literally was like kind of freaked out. Like, <laughs> he wasn't, I don't think he didn't remember my name or anything, but he definitely like looked over and I like looked at it and he was just like, What is going on? Is this, <laughs> you didn't say this anything? <laughs> uh, no, I did. I said, Hey, good to see you again. And he was like, Yeah, uh huh. He's like, yeah, This like, is the like, craziest reporter I've ever met in my whole life, is what he was thinking. <laughs> he smiled, he smiled, and, you know, he smiled, but he was. Also, I think sort of like, what is going on? <laughs> that's actually but, hilarious. Uh, so, yeah, so that's that's my Darius Rucker stalking story. And I got another crazy story. Are you a country music fan, Jessica? I am. 
Okay. So since we're on the topic, do you know who Walker Hayes is? I do. Walker Hayes. We were kind of friendly when I was living in Nashville. Okay, y'all are kind he of friends. Helped me, he helped me propose to my wife. Stop it. The guy that sings Fancy Like, yes. What? At the Bluebird Cafe in Nashville. <sighs> Look at you. Played our song. I got up, proposed. And you know what's crazy, Jessica? I don't want to take credit for his career. Of course you don't. <laughs> but let's just say, I think we can all agree it was a turning point. And he's just, you know, for me too. He has just shot up. His, <laughs> he has just shot up since that proposal. <laughs> Everyone knows they who call he is it now. The Suzanne and effect. That's what they call it. <laughs> that is hilarious. That's actually so cool, though. That's very neat. Yeah, he was a great guy. Great guy. He has like a gazillion kids. So yeah, he's always posting records. videos, and his kids are always dancing. It's so cute. They seem like a, every time, a fun family. Every time I see him on social media, I don't see him in person often, obviously, but. Every time I see him on social media, I feel like there's another kid. I'm like, where'd that one come from? Man. <laughs> Roger, so you are so he, much he fun. Really awesome. I love having Jessica, you on Local News Live. Always a pleasure being on Local News Live with you and the podcast. Yeah. Keep inviting me. I love it. You know, we go from breaking news, some crazy caught on cam video. Of course, we got to throw a good political battle in there. And uh, we can't leave out the pups. And then we get the marriage proposal story. I mean, literally, it cannot get much better than this. <laughs> it's like it's like everything you need to know and a little bit that you really don't. But you're getting it all. But it's still great. We love a good story, don't we? Okay, I <laughs> want to encourage so I want to encourage our viewers, um, wherever you are listening from, head on over to WFSB.com, Roger Susannon. Uh, all of that video that we talked about on the website right now. Um, and, of course, we're going to have election results on WFSB.com. They're going to be rolling in all throughout the day Tuesday. And then, of course, uh, follow-ups coming later in the week, right? Absolutely. No matter when you watch or listen to this, you will find some really useful stuff at WFSB.com and the Channel 3 app. Yes, the election is Tuesday, but then we're going to have all kinds of analysis breaking down what it means and what's next. So you definitely want to keep tuning in. Can't wait. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us, Roger. We will see you next week. I'll see you next week. All right, Bye, have guys. a good one. <laughs>